welcome, everyone. Uh, this is the first in a series of uh, small podcasts that we're doing um, as a, uh, a promotional um, effort to uh, bring awareness of a wonderful weekend that will be taking place in 2024 on June the 22nd and the 23rd, the weekend Saturday and the Sunday mid-June, called the Wolf Hall Weekend, which is a tribute to the trilogy written by Hilary, Dame Hilary Mantel, uh, Wolf Hall, Bring Up the Bodies and The Mirror and the Light. And I am thrilled to say that the support that we've been receiving from distinguished and prestigious um, experts and guests to speak at the weekend um, has been overwhelming. And uh, it's going to be a fabulous event. And one of the people who's very kindly offered their time and energy to this is Dr. Owen Emerson. Welcome, Owen. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, we're thrilled to have you, thrilled that you're going to be at the weekend. Um, would have been thrilled anyway, but even more thrilled because of your amazing discovery, along with some of your colleagues at Hever Castle, um, of the provenance of the Book of Hours that um, has been uh, sitting for centuries in a portrait of Thomas Cromwell by Hans Holbein. And um, congratulations to you and, and, the, and the people that you work with there um, in, in actually being able to prove um, in, in a way that's been accepted by all your uh, academic colleagues worldwide that this, the, the book that is actually sitting in Cambridge Library um, is, in fact, Thomas Cromwell's edition of the Book of Hours, uh, which has been a mystery um, indeed. So um, very thrilled that you'll be coming along and talking in much more depth about that. And I just um, thought that today one of the things that we could do really usefully is um, for people to just know a little bit about you, a bit more about you and a bit more about your work. So, um, Owen, tell us a bit more about what you do. Sure. Uh, well, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Um, I am a social and cultural historian. So uh, my field of specialism is actually in the, the history of emotions. Uh, I'm absolutely fascinated by what motivated people, um, how we can trace people's agency uh, from sources and really sort of investigate how pivotal and central emotion was uh, in the political sphere, shall we say, of the Tudor court. I have a feeling it was very central indeed, particularly so when you have a rather irascible monarch uh, dictating what is to happen with uh, his subjects. Um, so I very much am, am focused on the Tudor court in my research. Um, I have studied Anne Boleyn extensively, uh, but I also have um, some firm favourites outside of the Boleyn faction, and one of those would definitely be Thomas Cromwell. So uh, it's going to be an absolute joy to be discussing Wolf Hall, Hilary Mantel at your wonderful event. And I understand that you're filming um, your own series at the moment. Tell us just a little bit more about that. Um, so we are, uh, I'm part of a uh, patron group. Um, I've done quite a few documentaries in the past uh, with people like the BBC and, and Netflix. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm currently working with Dr. Nicola Tallis and Kate McCaffrey 
Uh, we have our own patrons, so we're going to lots of wonderful historic properties and bringing them to people who wouldn't otherwise be able to see them. So we're having a lots of fun with that. Okay, that sounds that sounds really good. Can't wait to see some of that. Uh, sounds fascinating. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you today is, can you remember the impact that reading Hillary's trilogy had on you um, the first time around? God, yeah, I can. Um, funnily, my grandfather lived very close to where Hillary lived in Devon, and she was fairly good friends with my granddad's neighbour. And I was very privileged to meet her before Wolf Hall came out. And wow. my granddad just said, you should talk to her because she's writing about Thomas Cromwell. Um, so he had a very, very interesting chat. Uh, if only I had known at that time <laughs> how remarkable uh, both Wolf Hall and the other two books would be. Um, but yes, I very distinctly remember the first time that I, I read Wolf Hall um, and really being amazed that a story that I knew so very well could feel so different to every other time that I had explored it. Um, I'd always been fascinated by Cromwell, particularly in popular culture. Um, but I felt like I was being introduced to a man that had been with me for many years, but that I'd never known. <laughs> and it was just thrilling, I have to say. And I actually um, read it very shortly thereafter. Um, in tandem with um, the audiobook, because I felt it's such an immersive experience listening um, to the words as well as reading them. And I have to say that has become a favoured uh, method for me in both reading Hillary's work and, and others now. Mm. Um, so, yes, I, I remember it distinctly, and I have many, many happy memories uh, with those books. Fantastic. Um, I agree. Um, I, I often recommend the audio version, which is Ben Miles, who's going to be at our weekend next next year, of course, which we're th over the moon about. Um, him reading uh, Hillary's work from his uh, experience on the, in the stage plays as well, and also co-authoring um, the stage production of The Mirror and the Light. But um, for those people who find it difficult to concentrate late at night, um, certainly the audiobook version is, is an, an entry point um, for people who, who are not, not that good at reading, you know, last thing at night. Um, as, as a professional historian then, how important do you think the works um, such as Hillary's are to our understanding of history uh, from your professional perspective? I think they're really important, and not just because I've worked at a heritage site and understand how important they have been in engendering a love of that period that perhaps people hadn't experienced before. Mm. Um, that in, in and of itself is incredibly important, and the amount of conversations that I've had with people who visited Heva purely because they had watched or listened to or read Wolf Hall wow. is extraordinary. Um, but actually, from, from a professional point of view, because I look at emotion, I, I, I want to 
try to get under the skin of these individuals and and see why certain things mattered to them, what annoyed them, um, why they did things in the way they did. Um, Hillary actually opened up uh, sort of a new frontier or held up a new lens for me. And of course, uh, I'm not always going to agree with her conclusions, not least because it's a very specific lens that we're presented with. Yeah, We're presented with Cromwell's perspective on yes. things. Um, uniquely absolutely um but it 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 reinforces for me what truth is <laughs> whose truth matters <laughs> and um i i feel forever indebted to her in a way because it has uh, the experience of reading those books has forced me to consider um other people's uh, opinions, other people's perspective, and ask why the same event can look so different through different eyes, mm. and 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 really nuance that 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 central question of what really happened, um, because actually, from from many people's different perspectives, a great number of differences can uh, have occurred in. Uh, recounting stories and there's a reason for that um so uh, i've i've been transformed by her books i think oh wow okay that's wonderful um i've just made a mental note that we're definitely going to get you to um maybe present Anne Boleyn's view of of hillary's <laughs> what, <laughs> oh, what yeah. would Anne, what would have Anne have said about the view that she took of her that that would be a fascinating topic Yes. Uh, considering the popularity of, of uh, Anne Boleyn even now um, as a character in that in that period, uh, how, how did you how did you become fascinated with Thomas Cromwell and the Holbein uh, picture in particular, the painting? Um, so my initially my fascination with Cromwell began through popular culture, and I'm thinking of you know Paul Schofield and Leo McKern and Wolf Morris, who played him, and, and Donald Pleasance. You know, these were amazing actors who all brought to the table very different Cromwells, actually. Um, and then, of course, I became very, very much interested in portraiture. That's always been a huge passion of mine. And, of course, reading biographies, reading works on Anne Boleyn, we are almost encouraged to read character into portraits in a hmm. way that I don't think the Tudors always intended us to. The amount of times that I have read that Cromwell's beady eyes show him to be an unreliable <laughs> person, or you know, this is this is a uh, an untrustworthy individual because of the way that Holbein has portrayed him. Um, I find those conclusions really quite problematic for a number mm, of reasons. Agree. Yes. Um, I don't think uh, we can read character from the looks that we are born with. Um, of course, portraiture can convey so much, but Holbein tended to do that, perhaps with posture or indeed with those all-important clothes and objects that he littered um, his subjects with. So 
actually, I, you know, we didn't set out to find one of those objects, far from it. But it was a, sort of an act of serendipity that, that something that I was already very passionate about, reading messages through the placement of objects, hmm. became very, very central to my life for a good hmm. couple of years. Um, so, yeah, that my, my fascination with Cromwell has always been that so many conclusions about him have been made um, through his appearance. And, yeah, I've, I've got a bit of a mission on my hands to, to challenge that. Uh, I, I similarly work very extensively with Anne Boleyn's portraiture and, and the same issue uh, occurs there. So um, I'm really enjoying working on that subject at the moment and hopefully challenging it. Fantastic. Well, we're definitely interested in hearing much more on that topic next year um, at, the, at the weekend. Um, you write yourself. So what are you writing? Um, and is it Hillary's trilogy inspired you in any way? Yes, in, in in a very sort of labour-intensive and long-term project that I'm um, embarking on, I'm I'm going to be analysing the Tudor court through the lens of emotion, purely looking at um, what role emotion played in the political, social, um, and spiritual landscape of the Tudor court. Um, that won't be out anytime soon, uh, but a book that book that hopefully will be out quicker um, is a full history of Heber Castle from its building date through to the present day, which is something I've been threatening to write for many years now, and uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying de- doing so. Fantastic. Um, well, you've had more than enough encouragement from Hilary Mantel. Um, <laughs> On, on that score, um, her devotion to writing it per se um, is almost second to none, I think, in, in our generation. So a great example for that. Um, so let's just say a little bit about what you're going to be talking about, it's mostly focusing at the event in June next year on the provenance or your journey um, of the of discovering the provenance of Thomas Cromwell's Book of Hours in the in the Holbein portrait, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be talking about the journey I went on with the wonderful uh, castle historian and assistant curator at Hever, that's Kate McCaffrey. Um, we embarked on sort of a year-long project, really trying to prove that um, Cromwell's, uh, that the book in Cromwell's painting by Holbein was the the very same book that is held in the Wren Library. And um, we were very um, engaged in that project and there was sort of a lot at stake. And I think we pretty much have uh, have proven them to be one and the same thing. So I'm I'm really excited to share sort of the insider story of what that was like and uh, how it felt um to 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 get that approval and and also to be able to place that book into the hands of some amazing people who have written about it um uh people like professor Susanna Lipscomb and dr Tracy Borman and also um uh, the the director of the BBC um, series production, Peter Kosminski, who was wonderful 
enough to come to the launch of the book. So it was a sort of bittersweet um, end to our adventure because we would have loved to have had Hillary there. But yes. um, uh, it was lovely to to see some people who admired Hillary as much as myself, perhaps even more so, uh, being able to experience it in her place. Hillary um, is famous in the trilogy for writing exceptionally long chapters. Um, I think they don't even qualify as chapters. I think <laughs> we need a new name for whatever it was she was doing there. But the one chapter that only lasts three pages is her description of the Holbein portrait with the Book of Hours in it, which she didn't know, sadly, was the Book of Hours. So that's definitely a topic that we'll explore and we'll have some great people there like Dermot McCulloch and others um, and yourself to um, explore the, you know, the different views on, on what that book actually was before it became um, public knowledge that it was, in fact, the Book of Hours. Um, well, um, congratulations on all your work. Best wishes for writing the, the, the work that you're writing. Um, very much looking forward to having you um, with us in Devon next year. So for everybody, just to say, if you want to know more information about the Wolf Hall Weekend, um, it's really easy to find. It's wolfhallweekend.com. Uh, on that website, you'll see all the different speakers, all the different panel members. We've got a cast of hundreds almost. Um, and it's going promising to be a real um, Wolf Hall fest. And our focus will be very much on not just the history of the Tudor period and Hillary's take on that, but we'll also be examining her literary skills and some of the nuances and some of the innovative things that she brought to um, novel writing um, during her lifetime. So a uh, great celebration. Thanks so much, Owen, for your time today. And we look forward to seeing you there and uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing many of the listeners um, to this podcast as well. Thanks, everyone.